Okay. Welcome to a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. <laughs> Sponsored by A&W Root Beer today. I wonder if they would. Hmm. No. I don't Why think so. Why not? Well, if they don't, we can put ice in it and... And, and dilute can, the flavor. And yeah. Ruin their good name. Just finishing my fudge. I'm sure people will love the lip-smacking sounds. It's tasty. It's weird. I absolutely hate the sound of listening to it in any content, except ASMR stuff. That's the only acceptable environment for some reason for somebody to have lip-smacking sounds. And, then, and it's totally acceptable. Nobody complains about it. I'll give a shout-out to Howell's Farm for telling me about their famous fudge instead of letting me know about it organically, making it actually famous fudge. Yeah, then then the fame would have brought you there. If I changed the name to Famous DH Media, do you think we'd... No. Although if you introduced yourselves... Well, yeah, like, oh, thank you for choosing the Famous DH Media, known nationwide for whatever. Because I don't think you need actually any designation to be famous. You can just call yourself famous. There's some level of fame associated with just about everything, so, yeah. It's fair. Wouldn't make sense. It'd be a, they'd probably ask you why we think we're famous. And then when you can't give them a good answer, you sound a little bit pretentious. It's true. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. No. I feel like we haven't done this for way longer than usual. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been two or three weeks. I, in, in that time span, have... Packed up a house, not very well. It was a t- terrible move, but moved, in, <laughs> moved into a new house. Congratulations. Thank you. How's the unpacking going? It's terrible, but that's okay because I get to do fun stuff in between. Like I got to rip out a chain link fence because I put, I wanted to put a big trailer frame that I got in the backyard. So with chain link fence gone, I could just get it right in the backyard. So I did that today. I like being able to just do things. To That's my, your my house. You yeah. can do whatever I, you I can want. I can burn down my garage if I wanted to. I think there's still a lot of stuff in that garage, yeah, though. Yeah, there is. So you don't want to burn it down. Maybe I don't want the stuff. Also, you picked the worst day to move. It was so wet Yeah, and it rainy. Rain, did not stop raining for a second the entire day. That was not fun. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Oh, well. It's over. Well, congratulations. It's a big, big step, and... Look forward to that. I don't know. I've, I've already gotten to know some of my neighbors. One of them is a local, I guess, or they just do it as a business where they buy properties. And I, the one that they bought is, it's a big building. It's got apartments on the top. And the main floor is like a breakfast. And I, I think they do lunch stuff too, but it's like a diner. And they came over. <clears throat> and started a conversation with me, not immediately implying who they were. Asked me what I was doing as I was tearing down a fence. And got to talking. Everything was good. And then my, like, somebody who was renting the lower unit came out and tried to get out. And they were blocked in because the driveway leads into, like, a parking lot. And the whole issue was these people had shown up and they, they, they had explained to me who they were at that point. But they blocked him in to make a point and and they said to me we actually came over here to let you know that that's an illegal parking space and that you shouldn't be using it and and then click they glossed right over that because they just didn't really want the confrontation i guess but yeah now i got that to deal with so i don't know what i'm gonna do but then they told me that they will pay for half of a fence if i just build a fence the whole way on the side of the property therefore blocking the thing that is now a driveway so doesn't sound like a half bad deal to me. I just need to figure out how to get three cars in the driveway. Yeah, that's a that's a task. It, it makes sense that they would be the first ones to confront me because all of my neighbors are like lower class civilians than I. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there there is somebody that has a tr- food truck trailer that they're living in on their like front they're lawn. They're living in it? I think so. And they got a sea can behind it probably with a bunch of stuff in it. And, like, th- there's a couple nice houses that are done up and fixed up, like what we're trying to do with this house. But there's some that are just decrepit and just awful. 
So and and all I've seen so far by neighbors is one night when Tila and I were going out, one of them was just yelling and cursing and screaming at her dog because the dog ran across the road. Welcome to Welland. I know. I I could feel the presence of drug, Meth? drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. But but to be fair, they're very social drug drug addicts. Because well, that's even, good. There's nothing the worse than a quiet <laughs> yeah. meth addict. Exactly. They're they're running up and down the parking lot area all the time, and there's a bunch of apartments and businesses and stuff. They're always saying hi to each other. So, they're so they're friendly meth they're, addicts. They're friendly. That's good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much risk I run into having a confrontation with somebody, but it seems like it's probably the worst out of. Most of the places I've lived. Only thing that comes close is Church Street, St. Catharines. That was pretty rugged. I, I don't know if I ever told the story about that, but the first night I, I lived in this place as a student, I woke up the next morning to find a tinfoil meth pipe on my back porch, about seven feet from where my head rests when I sleep. <laughs> that was my first day. And it's... Eh. It's relatively close to a police station, so lots of people get out of that and walk about. And sketchy, for sure. I thankfully have not had too sketchy of places to live. I uh, saw your house where you lived in when you were in college. Drove past it. Yeah. Tila pointed it out. And she's with us today, so she can shout things really loudly if she feels angry about Hi, it. Hi, Tila. Everybody who's watching today, uh, take a pause. It's going to be like... Uh, Door of the Explorer. On the count of three, I'm going to wait for you, and you're going to say, Hi, Tila. One, two, three. They say hi. Can you hear it? He's not not amused in the slightest. That's okay. It's a living. Um, actually, that was an awesome house to live in during the summer, minus the fact that I broke into, um, because nice. everybody went home. So I got the full house oh. for $315 a month. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Well, rent must be cheap then. Wow. It was. Not, not so much anymore. No, not anymore. But it was. <clears throat> and then after that, I moved into a house with the aforementioned Tila. And after that didn't work, got my own apartment. They were on the same street. The street itself is fine. And then I moved here. After moving back in with Tila. Just, and then moving here. Being an adult means moving where you live a lot. I've realized... Because some people do it a lot while they're kids if their parents have sort of an unstable situation. I, I moved once as a kid. Changed schools once and all that. But, yeah, no, the second university happens, it's like every eight months I'm somewhere else. It's interesting. You become very detached from any particular location i kind of like it it's liberating i feel like i could live anywhere pretty much i could live anywhere as well but i like knowing at the very least like i don't consider this a home it's a place to stay it's not permanent i guess for all purposes it is a home but yeah um <clears throat> i don't like moving that's the issue I don't mind the idea of being in different places, but I just don't like packing up and moving. I don't mind it as an organized process. So, like, more effort into just making it super efficient. Like, th there's a lot of things that... Um, the garage in, in the place that I moved out of... Because everything else got cleaned up pretty good. The garage is still dirty. Eh, and I, I couldn't do anything about it. It's kind of an organized thing. There's papers that belong to me and stuff that are still there. But, like, it, it, ideally, if I have the time to do it where everything's packed in very spe a specific order and then they can be put in a moving truck in a very specific order so I know just right off the bat exactly where everything is and it all fits in one moving truck because then you can not partition things and you know exactly where everything is, it, it's a pretty convenient process, I would say. I don't, I don't mind that as much. It just takes at least, like, a month of moving preparation for most the only move people. that i really enjoyed was moving into this apartment because it was just from down the hall yeah that wasn't so bad still put things in boxes and stuff and made it not so bad but it's what it had it had to be done yeah. and the boxes kind of made sense but i'll never forget the first night 
when everything was blocked off and it's the middle of June and I'm like, Justin, we got to put the friggin' AC in. Mm-hmm. So we waited out, moved all the boxes, put the AC in, and then I proceeded for the next three hours or so to unpack, and then I unpack some more the next day, and that's just that's just it. I think there's an element of excitement that comes with moving that I haven't had all the time. I think when I buy a house, that's exciting. I'll yeah. pack. I'll oh, be yeah. ready. Moving from an apartment like I had before to this, that was exciting. And it was simple. It was down the hall. Awesome. I can get excited for that. Uh, moving from uh, my old apartment onto Tila's couch when I did it, that was not exciting. That no, was not enjoyable. That would not be enjoyable. And none of it was packed. <laughs> <sighs> So I made the mistake. I'm like, Justin, come to St. Catharines with me. Help me move. It'll take like four hours. <laughs> Didn't. No. Turns out, I had a lot more shit than I thought. It always takes longer than you think. There's a lot of stuff spread out in places. Mm-hmm. I think only as a student could I have so minimal possessions that it really does take. Even then, it took a good like six hours, but it was precise because like I could fit everything I owned in my car, but like. Not massively put my car, like really precisely packed in my car. It would work. wasn't uh, wasn't impossible. Nah, I people the, the whole tiny house craze is interesting. We might have talked about po- these on the podcast a little bit before, but the idea of losing all these possessions and just living minimalistically in a a tiny house is cool. The more I read articles about it, I have made a switch from thinking they're not for me to thinking that maybe in some capacity I would enjoy it, but it would have to be, I don't know. I don't know what it would have to be. I understand them a little bit differently now that it's been, well, it's been a long time since I first heard about them, but I think now the only way that they exist in their big form, because there's big tiny houses that are maybe like on a 20 foot trailer or even larger sometimes is if they're transitionary in that, this is the thing that you live in and, and live this lifestyle for a while because you're trying to get to maybe owning land or, or, or building something else yourself, the custom design house, or you're just looking for something to do in the meantime before you go rent somewhere else or whatever. And, and that's probably how I would use it if I had a big tiny house, although I don't think I ever will have the full thing. I think what I would do now personally is go with a smaller tiny house one that's just for trips for going trips makes sense yeah like it's i i see it as a more convenient option than a camper because it's so much more customized in the way that you could lay out stuff even like an electrical layout or or whatever simple stuff that are having a a proper shower situation and i know that there's campers that are really expensive that have great layouts and stuff like that but i think i could do it for less money building it myself and make it my own thing but like a like a 14 foot trailer I think, or maybe even a 12-foot trailer. You could do a lot with that. As long as it's wide enough. Nice seven-foot-wide trailer. If I did that, it would end up looking like a hut from Gilligan's Island. Which, again, isn't a bad thing until you start driving. No, you, yeah, you can't drive with that. No. Put the tie straps over the roof for, for your trip. Eh, one day. One day I'll try something ambitious when I have a house. Yeah, having property is good too. Now I have a place to, and I did before a little bit when I was renting a house, but I have a place to park this trailer frame that I got and I can work on it because it's, it's rusted. It's from a old camper. I can't imagine the camper is any younger than the, than 25 years old or whatever. So, But yeah, it's just the frame. So I have And we know that anything over 25 is old, right? Well, for a camper, those <laughs> things don't last very long. <laughs> yeah. Eh, lots of I I can I can use sandblasting medium and not piss off people nearby with debris that's gonna fly around and all that. I have, I have space for that. It's pretty nice. And and you reap the rewards. I think of maintaining your home a bit more. You increase the value of something that you own. Whereas when you're renting, you really only seem to decrease the value of somebody else's property. But yep. Or if you did increase it, then. You don't benefit from it. You don't it. benefit it in the slightest. Oh, I know. And the the age-old buy a house, rent, or whatever, that's, that's a debate that I've had many, many times, and it's going to happen. My only 
I'm still just waiting patiently. It's, it's a strange thing that we might see a transition for in, in decades to come where maybe it swings one way or the other where home ownership becomes a thing that's almost non-existent or it might go the other way where it's just it is the mainstream thing to do. But I, I Both see that are becoming really likely. expensive. Owning yes. a home is expensive. Renting is yes. expensive. Just living period is a very expensive thing. And I mean, there's many people on social assistance programs and stuff that will get funding to do that. So you don't even really need to have a job, but you still get a really crummy place for that price. So I don't know. It, living is just expensive with really no alternative. I mean, you unless you want to go maybe build a tiny house, but then you need the upfront money for that. So that's tricky too. It's really not any way to do it on minimum wage or something like that. Melissa's brother found a wonderful plot of land in Welland. Mm-hmm. It's for sale. Okay. The only flaw with this plot of land is there's no hydro, no like no that water. costs a ton of money if you're far. And away. there's no actual road access to it. Okay. <laughs> the only way you can get to it is either walking through other people's property or walking on a train track to get to the property. It's in the middle of other properties. Yeah. Huh. So you're going to have to pay somebody to put a road through their property. Yeah. yeah. Did he buy it? No. Okay. It depends on the price, really. I mean, if the price justifies paying somebody to put a road in and you're going to live off grid or something to cut down the cost, because honestly, putting in power might be high enough to justify just going off grid. I think you could do it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd like the idea of it. Not giving my money away to somebody somebody's business that I just think they're entitled to everybody buying into them like the power companies just you know it's an automatic thing or, or even like the water companies the, the strange thing I guess with the um, water we had running to the house that we were renting before is just like every other house if you call them up and you're like yeah I'd like to turn off the water I'd like to stop paying for that they're like oh well like can you get a lawyer to do this this transit because you can't turn off water to somewhere it's it's this human necessity that you have water running to a house and you just can't do it it's it's kind of crazy you need like legal permission to do it or or somebody that is legally certified to handle hmm. that kind of stuff i didn't know that and and if you don't pay your power bills the power stays on for a long long time <laughs> they don't just cut it off on you yeah it's very strange well, this podcast was supposed to be a little bit more interesting because we were supposed to have two guests on who are no longer on for reasons that I can only briefly discuss. Okay. Uh, we were supposed to have the originally mayoral candidate, Johnny Tischler, back on, yes. along with another candidate that was running for mayor named Richard Stevens. Obviously, they did not win. No, they didn't. And that is too bad. That's okay. They could come back on the podcast and maybe they'll go for election again and yes they can but the reason why they decided to come on the podcast was because they felt shortchanged in the election yes as i'm sure most um you know uh people who didn't win do with most situations you feel shortchanged yep so they were going to come on and they were going to vent and it was going to be amazing then one of them and it wasn't johnny I won't go into super, super detail. Mm -hmm. Attended an event with the current mayor of St. Catharines. And he changed his mind. And went off on him. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Is he in jail? No. Okay. But uh, there was lots of of verbal back and forth at a charity event. It's pretty hardcore. And this mayoral candidate... Eventually got the mayor of St. Catharines to start talking negatively about both this guy and Johnny as well. So they both agreed that it might be in their best interest to back away just for a little bit. Really? To let the things cool down. Oh, but we could get in on that controversy. Darn it. (sighs) Hmm. Well, okay. But... It seems like something... Is this in newspapers somewhere? Like, is there, are there people reporting on this? I don't know. This okay. is all straight from the mouth of Johnny. Right. I don't know if I was allowed to tell people this. Well, it doesn't really... It sounds like there was just a conflict of some kind. Just a verbal altercation. Yeah. 
that resulted in them thinking maybe it would not be the best to come on the podcast at this current time. That would have been so good still. Johnny did say he'd be interested in coming back on to talk about the tattoo industry again. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting enough. I don't feel like I have enough questions to ask that I wouldn't ask the same things I've already asked before. So I've got to do more research on tattoos. Maybe we should get a tattoo. Then we could we could talk from that experience. Then I have to. Su- yeah. Then you gotta get you could get a really tiny one. No, because the only tattoo I would ever get is not a tiny one. Well, you could do a really tiny one and then cover it up with your big tattoo later. Okay, I suppose I could, but we'll see. That's not a bad idea. And of course, there's other people, but um, yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. But other than that, yeah. What can you do? I guess uh, political scandals are. See, like everywhere, there are some politicians that would like. Probably, they probably build on the controversy of like calling somebody out and all that and they would just keep using it to fuel their own fire like imagine if if this whole thing was brought to the forefront and they just johnny and, and this other guy's names were just getting pushed into the mainstream idea like everybody's idea of who could be the mayor in the next election people know the name whether it's controversial or not i know which is why we should Again, he did say he'd come back on at some point after everything is yeah. boiled to explain the situation, which I think isn't a bad idea. That's fair. Get the story out there, get everything straight. It's too bad. We should have did it sooner. We should have did it the night. No, that was your moving day. But we should have did it as soon as he came to me, before he had time to change his mind. That's fair. Things that change very quickly. I've no, do you? How often do you you use like buy and sell groups like? Facebook or Kijiji? Facebook, never. Never bought anything off no. Facebook. Kijiji. Kijiji occasionally, but well, I haven't. What's no the last very... thing you got? Last thing I got? Yeah. Must be a while back if you Oh, think. it's a long time ago. Okay. I don't really. I frequent them extremely oh, often. I know you do. And I, I keep... It, it's getting to the point where it's like ebay because i used to use ebay a long time ago and there was a time when you could use ebay and it was an actual exciting place to auction you'd like stay up late at night to whatever time your lid stuck is your is there something wrong with your root beer no i was just confused i'm like i'm drinking it but the root beer is still at the top because they double lid it and there's root beer stuck in the top lid well there was a time on ebay (laughs) When you could bid on things and you'd have to stay up, you know, late for whatever time the auction ended and all that kind of stuff. And then they introduced auto bidding. This is so distracting. I'm listening. Auto bidding. Long story short, eBay is boring and and it's just you can buy all these items instantly instead of auctioning on them. And it's not as exciting as it used to be. People can just put auto bids up to a certain amount and you won't be able to see what the amount is. You're sitting there just bidding more and more and they're just auto bidding over you without even being at their computer. It sucks. It's terrible. Kijiji was great for the longest time. It, it, you for, said it was great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, for Americans, it's it's like a Canadian Craigslist. Even though Canadians have Craigslist. We do, but Craigslist is not as popular in Canada, I would say. Kijiji is where everything's at for buy and sell. It was good. And... and and then Facebook Marketplace came along, and it's also, in theory, pretty good. And more people use it because everybody has Facebook. I'd, I'd say it's blown up very, very quickly. But the issue I'm having now is that there's too many people buying things. Great time to be selling things. Buying? I I have tried to get no less than, like, three items. One was a, oh, one was a truck. Too. One was a motorcycle. We're talking big items that cost a lot of money. I've, I've tried to get those things, and I've messaged these people to buy them, and they've said, yes, I'd like to sell them to you. And then I say, okay, what time can we meet? Will this time work? And then they don't respond to me for about three minutes, and then they respond to me, oh, it's been sold. In the time that I'm arranging a pickup time, it's gone. It's, it's crazy. Okay, I... I thinking back, you sent me a link to a guitar that I was trying to buy, and by the time I clicked the Every link and said I'll take it, there's it was gone. There's so many people buying things. I still need to buy a guitar. You do. I I saw one the other day, and so I, I can th- learn. thought of you, but then I thought it was gonna sell really quickly because it was a a really nice Epiphone acoustic guitar, and it was I think it was like eighty dollars, and it was way too cheap for what it was. 
I'll find one. No By the play. way, the, the motorcycle I was looking at was like a fifteen hundred dollar. Are you a motorcycle guy? I am for this one because it was a fifteen hundred dollar <laughs> motorcycle, and he was this guy was moving out of the country. He was gonna be gone. He had to get rid of stuff like ASAP. And I messaged him on Saturday when I was at work, and he had the bike listed for six hundred dollars. Like it had to go, and I was like, "Okay, I can come meet you. Can does tomorrow or like what works?" And then he messaged back, "No, have to sell it tonight." I'm like, "Okay, tonight, I'll come." Yeah, tonight. I'm like, "I will be there. I will. I don't care. I will be there." Message back, sold. Fuck! <laughs> I almost like tripled my money on a motorcycle. I would have driven. It wasn't even. It was in St. Catharines. Driven, <laughs> picked that thing up, loaded it on my trailer, and I could have sold that for like fifteen hundred dollars in a week, no problem, all day long. Yeah. Which is probably what somebody else was thinking, and they probably bought it. It's crazy. It's so competitive. So it's a good time to be a seller. Yeah, I, I've I've sold a couple of things recently too. Um, Tila, Your iPad. Tila had an old crazy. iPod. Yeah, Tila had an old iPad. And the funny thing about Apple products, and it's true for this one. Every time I list an Apple products, I've sold multiple iPads and, and iPod and all these things like that. It's always kids. Every time. And they show up with their parents. Like I think it was like a 12-year-old kid. Showed up, parents are in the driveway, kid's got cash in hand, and he's just like, here you go. And, and that's every time I sell an Apple product. Parents, weird. parents are giving their kids money so that, and driving them to houses of adults and just sitting in the car while their kid goes up to somebody's door to buy an Apple product. And I can understand it because the kids probably understand more about the product than the parents do. It's true. Yeah, the kid knows what he's looking for. So then what kid would want an iPad that old? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what a kid would be doing with an iPad. It's Maybe it's for kids that their parents won't buy them cell phones, but they think they can get away with all the things that they would get away with with a cell phone but with an iPad. It's a pretty old iPad. It's an old iPad, but you can still use Facebook Messenger, probably. And a couple of things. I don't know. I, again, maybe kids are using apps that we haven't even heard about. Um, speaking of that night, specifically, hmm. uh, odd, again, mentioning Johnny Tischler once again, but the fact that you and I need to hang out in public more because I have oh. been recognized twice. You're famous. Hardly. And both times I get flustered. There's a... Oh, I guess probably not. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, you got noticed because of you were on the podcast. Somebody noticed that you were on the podcast. That was from... They saw you on the one with... Both of Johnny them saw Tischler. me on the Johnny Tischler one. Okay. The first woman kind of insulted me a little bit. Yeah. Because I was behind the counter of BDs, and by you're the time... You're fatter in person. <laughs> by the time... What? What'd you say? She, you're fatter in person. No, she didn't say that. I'm making something up. She... By the time she was going to ask the question she had psyched herself out thinking nah somebody who works here wouldn't have been on a political <laughs> thing she's like nah it can't be you like what was the question oh do you do youtube videos yeah kind of kind of she's like oh i was watching this this uh mayor interview I'm like oh that thing blew up see here's the downside Anybody who did would be able to recognize you in public probably isn't watching this right now. Probably not. No. And I can't blame them. We need more people. Interesting people. Oh. Well. I might be able to get a a independent marijuana aficionado like we talked about nice. for next week who not only grows his own, I don't know. I can say that, but you can. His own. It is legal to grow your own. Okay, it grows his three three plants or less. Okay, so he grows his own, and he loved his wedding products so much. He wants to give us the gift of weed. What, he's gonna give us weed? Yes. Really? Why? I have no idea why <laughs> we got on this topic. I don't know either. But he said, "Yeah." We liked it so much. If you guys want, <laughs> <laughs> getting tipped in weed. Yeah, that that's got to be legal, right? You can give away weed. I think so. You can't sell it. Can't sell it. You can give it away. Yeah. All right. It's fair enough. Well, it's because we were talking because he he is working on starting a weed inspired Instagram, and we were talking about how there's so many of those. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um. 
but we just got on the topic and he asked if I'd ever smoked and I said it's kind of in the artistic trade uh-huh. and then he got on the he got on the idea that because I said that every one of us must smoke so I said you're not technically wrong I don't think no so <laughs> tell him if he needs macro shots of weed call us up that's that's what a lot of these I've seen a couple of Instagrams that all they are is just different strains and they get in and they do these beautiful macro shots you can see like all of the they call trichomes I don't I don't know the terminology exactly but there's like the sticky part of it basically and then all these crazy resins and stuff you can see just glistening it, it looks fun although I like macro photography in general so I mean do it and it's product photography simultaneously because it's true it's a product you can sell so. That may be something we can do for him in the future. Yeah. Might like it. But that's neat. And then, so we do have some other interviews coming up. It's just this one kind of crashed at the last minute. We still haven't done anything VR-wise, just because we were try- trying to get an interview with a place that does virtual reality stuff. But I can get in touch with them and see if they're ready for us. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I think we got to find somebody that has like an HTC Vive or something. And just give that a try because there's lots of um game i think the elder scrolls games fallout games play those in vr i think that's what i'd be interested in more than even the arcade experience stuff but i know so many reviewers that have such funny reviews of vr games and just the crazy absurd stuff that happens in them shocking watching justin do it was funny enough i'm Ooh. scared of heights and Ooh. actually Random thought about being scared and, and, and something that's very virtual reality-like. I went crawling through my attic in the house that I bought. Anyways, it was kind of surreal because it was like a movie. I, I, I had to stand on a, the bathroom sink and like go up because that's where it is. And the first thing, because I have my flashlight on my phone, the first thing I see, I like look, there's just nothing in the darkness. Turn around, and there's a dog, like a scary looking dog flashlight. Like it, one of those ones you squeeze and like its mouth opens and it's a flash. And it's fucking freaked the shit out of me. So and, there's your jump scare. Yeah, I got jump scared. And I was like, okay, everything's fine. <laughs> I crawl up, and I'm rooting around, and it, things are not as they should be. Because for one, they somebody had bats of insulation, like the big you know, pieces or whatever. And they brought them up. They look, they looked like good insulation pieces, but it looked like they just threw them instead of placing them in proper places. It was everywhere. And I'm looking around more and I'm seeing like little objects here and there, like weird building materials. I don't understand what they are. And then I find a wallet. And then Ooh. I'm thinking to myself, okay, somebody hide money? Because that'd be nice. And I open the wallet and there's no money. But there is somebody's full set of identity. We're talking driver's license. We're talking all the points cards. We're talking social insurance number. All of it in in this wallet. The last expiration date of like most of the stuff was around 2014. So I'm thinking, okay, and it was a woman. And I'm thinking, okay, this check got murdered. Did you search her name uh, online? Not yet. To see if it was a missing Maybe person. Maybe they're a missing person. That's a good idea. Yeah. Shit, why didn't I do that? <laughs> That's okay. the first thing Anyways, I would do. We contacted somebody a lawyer about it anyways but the yeah no we found that and i'm just thinking okay yeah somebody murdered this person and search her name opened the attic and just what threw if there's the a dead body in the house somewhere i want to find it <laughs> i don't know i don't there's not that many places to hide a body but maybe in the attic maybe i gotta look more but no let's search this person's name yeah okay i gotta i gotta look up i gotta find the wallet but anyways and also, I have the full tools to create identity theft, apparently. So, if I decide to become a criminal, I guess that's what I'll do. Unless she's dead. And that's perfect, though. <laughs> unless unless she's known to be dead, I guess. If she's dead but disappeared, still good. Okay, fair point. <laughs> it's like talking about doing the meth business here, though. We yeah. can't... You can do- diverge businesses and... Do meth and identity theft. <laughs> sure criminals dabble in different fields. Well, I know that. But then some poor police intern has to go through hours upon hours of podcast footage, and this is how we get arrested. It's perfect. <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> that's funny. No, that's... 
That's neat. A wallet yeah. in your attic. It it had to have been just thrown from the entrance of the attic. What like, if somebody just stole the wallet? I feel like it's less exciting. But why would they hide it in an attic? Just destroy it. But why would they hide just the wallet in the attic? I don't know. I don't know. If you found a full set of clothes yeah. with the wallet. Okay, that'd be creepier. That'd be even worse. It would be. Hmm. Yeah, no. I really wish you had searched the name. I don't know why I didn't think of doing that. That's okay. Yeah, that would be pretty creepy finding a missing persons report of some kind. But then, that sounds like the beginning of a movie. Like, then you go on an, like, an escapade of trying to find out who this person was and like who killed her. It'd be a good murder mystery movie. Well, if she was murdered... Yeah. She's in that house. You bought a house Maybe. that had danger written on the basement wall. It's true. I don't know if that's menacing as much as it is just vandalism. I think it's menacing vandalism. Okay. I guess it was a demon. The stairs are a little dangerous. You might trip. And they fall. are, actually. I went down, and it's it's nice that you have a basement. It's that more of a... It's odd because you don't have direct access to it. You have to go outside to go to the basement. Yeah. Well, that's what the consequences of living on the second floor are. It's in a duplex, so not a big deal. Can't complain, really. <sighs> Gonna have a renovation show, hopefully. Shoot our first episode with tearing apart our house. Did you already, today? No. We bought some things to renovate the house with, kind of. Although we don't really have a cameraman, which is kind of the issue. I guess we could film each other. <laughs> we could wear GoPros. You could. You know a cameraman. I do. Do you want to be our full-time cameraman that comes to our house every night and records us? Because this is like... Every a, night. This is like an everyday thing, pretty much. That's a lot of time. It is. It's too much time. I can't do it every night. <sighs> no. You could schedule the fun things. It's true. Scheduled destroying stuff for the most part. It's a lot of B roll. It's all just like a drill putting a screw through something. I or, love B roll. Yeah. We, we could, um, it'd be like stock footage, film stock footage of building shit. Although there's a lot of branding on tools. Do you think that's an issue? Like a lot of them, you know, DeWalt, Milwaukee, whatever, just on the side of every tool. Because usually, usually home renovation shows get sponsored by somebody. Yeah. And if you would get sponsored, then you would only use their tools. Yeah. But I think if you don't have a sponsorship... But not every tool maker makes every tool. You'd probably have to put tape over it. <sighs> That's a pain in the ass. Like, oh, look, there's the blue air compressor in the corner of the room. Probably, that can't be a Mastercraft. Uh. Or, or the yellow saw. Yeah, not the Walt. Or the or the red drill. No, not Milwaukee. Something else. Well, if you're if you know all the brands just based on the product anyways, yeah. then the fact that you're putting tape on it. You're putting tape on it, any guy watching it knows exactly woman, what it is, yes. Knows exactly what it is. Let's use like some piece of shit like Ryobi or Do a Black and Decker. That ends just yeah. What is he using? Yeah. That thing <laughs> looks like garbage. No, that's that's cool. I don't know if I would ever purchase a house that would have such a reno need that's as funny. we've talked about before. Yeah. Like you have a you have a hole in your bedroom floor. Do we? Yeah, I guess we do. Against the wall. That's fine. Fix it later. It's not big enough to put my foot through. Not yet. No. Don't try it. I I probably will try. <laughs> Why not? Uh one thing, there, there's little things. Funny enough, because I, I can live in a house that's under renovation. There's little things you know that bug you as soon as you move into a place. Like when the shower head is terrible, the pressure's low, it's like sprained in multiple directions, it's terrible. It's like I could live in a house that's destroyed with just all the walls missing, but I need this shower head to work properly. Or like, there's less of the stuff. The, the refrigerator, the door opens the wrong way. The way it, it like you have to go to the far end of the fridge and come pull it back it's, instead of just opening it where you stand. It's annoying. Don't like it. It's a little thing, but it's annoying. 
Brought a homeownership, I guess. Well, you got the fridge. Most homes don't come with all the appliances, yeah. right? Do no, they? most do. Most people don't want to move appliances out of homes. Huh. Most of the ones that we looked at were appliances included. So, Where did the washer and dryer go? Did you? They're in the basement. Oh, yeah. the ones that we brought? They're yeah. in the garage. They're in the garage. We got to sell those. So, yeah. If anybody's looking to buy a washer and dryer, call me. Phone number on the screen now. I don't actually even care if you put that up there. <laughs> I'll dox myself. It's accessible. If I get a phone call from somebody from being on the podcast, that would be a funny phone call. That would be. Do you still have the washer and dryer? The, yes. What if it's a year from now? <laughs> it could be, right? These are what if it's go. a decade from now? No. Because... I'll probably get a new phone number at that point if people are still calling me about a damn washer and dryer. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a new washer and dryer to sell. Do you still have it? The episode was from 12 years ago. Yes. That still house burned that. to the ground. In a because horrible... it was demonic. It was possessed. By the spirit of a woman whose ID was in my attic. I think... Uh... It was Paranormal Activity 2 that had a burnt picture in the attic, and that's the whole that's the whole thing that started the whole demonic possession. A, a burnt picture. Yes. Like, the picture was black entirely, or it was... No, it was like partly burnt. burned. Partly burnt. See, how do you partly burn a picture? If that thing's on fire, it's staying on fire. <laughs> huh. You put it, it out? It just pissed off the person in the photograph enough to haunt them? All right. I, I can't remember why the burn or what the burnt picture had to do with the demon, but I've never seen any of the paranormal really movies. Uh, is the are the, any of them good? Okay, so the first one, I love this because Tila can't say a damn thing. <laughs> she could. She's got to come sit over here. I don't understand why she's so afraid. We could just badmouth. We could we could air out dirty laundry. We do that all the time, anyway. <laughs> but she can't say anything, eh. which is a difference. The first one, experimentally, is interesting because mm -hmm. it's even more basic than, I would say, the Blair Witch Project. From what I understand, it's a lot of just handheld, like it's all handheld. shaky shots. So that the camera that he had was very good as far as stability goes. It's not super shaky. No. And then you get the now almost um, like parody of itself, steady shot of them in bed sped up i've seen that yeah yeah and that's kind of neat but it's the atmosphere it's the sound editing that's really big if you put it especially your surround sound you put it on you watch and everything is quiet but you hear just small noises in the house as you do in a house when you're on edge and you hear a small noise it's like oh shit and then when something does happen you feel a presence they did a very good job at making you feel as though there was a demon there the demon obviously interacts with the audio equipment there's a there's a bass hum you can hear it and it's just a very mm. unnerving kind of like low bass hum. i want to watch this now we should did you watch it with headphones on no okay I've watched I've watched it in a variety of different ways, and the best way to watch it is on TV. Okay. Watch it on my phone. It's not that. No, I wouldn't want to do that. Paranormal Activity Two is a prequel sequel in the same movie. Not a prequel in the sense that it takes place years before. No, it takes place just at most a month before the first movie. Okay. And then the events of Paranormal Activity Two fall into the events of Paranormal Activity, and then a little bit beyond. And that's basically the end of the good ones. Okay, so they get worse from there. <clears throat> Except for the third one, which I could have said was... The next one. The next one. <clears throat> the only reason why it's good is because they go back to the 80s. So it's all shot or made to be look like it was shot on VHS. Okay. Problem is, they didn't have high-definition VHS. No. So the fact that the camera is of high definition made to look like VHS for any type of film or tech person, you realize, yeah, that's not right. No. But if you suspend your disbelief past there, 
some of the techniques used in the movie are a little bit more neat because uh, the the actually the main protagonist in Paranormal Activity Three is a wedding videographer. Nice. Yes, and Close he realizes that there is something going on in the house, and he wants to get a security is it camera. The same type. house. Different house. Okay. Same family, different house. Oh. Spoiler alert. So he puts a camera on the rotating head of a uh, rotary fan. Oh. It's kind of interesting. And then the camera moving back and forth. This stuff happens when it gets back every time. Okay. It's kind of neat. I like it. And then after that, I think I saw the fourth one, but I didn't see five or six. Oh. There's a lot of them. That's a lot, yeah. It gets to be ridiculous. But I would say the first one, great. The second one, fun. Okay. Is is this an accurate thing to say? Is Paranormal Activity the Five Nights at Freddy's equivalent in of a, in a movie? Is, is that what it is? Because there's just too many sequels. There's kind of interesting scare techniques. I'm trying to be experimental. It did you do you know much about Five Nights? A little bit, yeah. I I used to watch somebody that would just I don't know play through every game. I don't know why I found it so fascinating, but it seems like most of the internet did at one point. Because there's like a bunch of there's a there's a guy that just is just film theory or something. I don't know. He's, he's got a couple couple of YouTube shows, and he's just like dive, goes into so many fan theories about video games. It's super super interesting. I would say that after the third Paranormal Activity, every other movie just rehashes different different ways of scaring, different camera techniques. Because Is it clear that there's more of a budget? <laughs> the first two look like they are shot on proper security footage and uh, like regular handy cam footage. The third one, ironically, made in the 80s, looks more Hollywood polished than the first two. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, these friggin' people must be buying up the best low-light cameras ever because by the fourth, it's just, you see everything. Hmm. Actually, I think the fourth one had a sponsorship with Microsoft because they utilized the Kinect in the movie. Oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah. So... There's a shot, because the Kinect had a, either, I don't know if it was when it was um, initializing, but it would fill your room with, with green dots, the infrared yeah. green dots. So there's a shot where you can see everybody standing. And there's somebody else. But then there's something else that's being captured by the infrared. So it is kind of neat as the dots yeah. morph towards you, but it's not necessarily the best thing to sell. No. Hey, Microsoft. Buy our products so you can see demons sneaking up from behind. I'd be terrified. Maybe it is good. Maybe. Demon demon sensors. One random thing of note, because I do want to watch those movies now. We should. Car technology. Yes, I'm, I'm good at non-sequiturs. That is the That's perfect segue. Yep. So do you want to... Okay. This is about Windows. Okay. Before you get on your car talk. Uh, okay. I'm do you want to sit down... And watch Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And actually do a proper review with the microphones recording this okay. time. We we went to go see the movie Halloween and completely messed it up because we it's didn't have microphones recording. <laughs> but we were we were enthusiastic and, and Luke said he would do it again. Good. Yeah. Watch another movie, yeah. There's there's lots of good things in the theater at any given moment. I just never think about it for some reason. Halloween Halloween was enjoyable. It was fun. The people are stupid. As was mentioned, but and that's the way it is in every horror movie. But it was fun. It was good. Michael Myers is absurdly strong and capable of just going. When he smashed the skull with his boot. That was a bit too much. Just I haven't smashed too many skulls in my day. Just turned to jello. But it is nearly impossible for it to be that easy. Yeah. Like a pumpkin, pretty much. Yes. So, anyways, back to your car windows. Car technology. Car technology. Is insanely outdated the moment it's released. 
Okay. Which is a thing that most people recognize, I would say. But like, say, touchscreens in cars. They're still not even as good as the iPhone in like 2009. They're true. They're awful. In comparison. My friend who has a 2014 Chevy Cruze was, you know, driving, we were driving to work and I plugged in my phone because I wanted it to charge and through the USB it wanted to play my music and I, I clicked, went to go click it away and I noticed quickly there was a screen that just flashed for a moment and I was like, that was the Windows logo and I was confused because it's a Chevy car, it doesn't have Microsoft Sync like a lot of Ford's car, Ford cars do. But whatever, I was like, okay. And, and then I navigated, he was navigating into the menus later, and my phone was still plugged in, it was showing this icon. And we're like, I'm like, what is that? And, and he went to it, and it said, this car is Windows Vista compatible. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. A 2014 Chevy Cruze is Windows Vista compatible. What does it even mean? I plugged it in an Android phone. <laughs> I don't know what it was trying to do. And I don't know why Windows Vista would be the operating system. Because I think Windows 7, maybe, at that point, 2014. But we still had... I think Windows 8 might have been out. I don't really know. It, it's very... Windows strange. Vista compatible. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know exactly when Windows Vista came out. Because I feel like it was probably in the mid-2000s. Maybe 2005. Maybe somewhere around there. 2006, the initial okay. release date. So, and and it was the latest server pack two upgrade was in 2009. Why is a 2014 Chevy Cruze telling me that it's compatible with Windows Vista? <laughs> uh, the Chevy Cruze forum. People are talking about this. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. See, Windows 8 was in 2012. Just wondering if anyone else has encountered this. It took me quite a while to get my Samsung Galaxy S3 uh, to be recognized by my link via the USB cable. When I finally did, I was able to access my music on my phone just fine after irritating indexing, but Pandora wouldn't work. Strangely enough, when my phone is connected, the my link screen says certified for Vista or something like that. Any idea what that is? I'd love to get Pandora working, but no such luck. Doesn't even know what Vista is. That's great. Mine does that. Certified for Vista with the MP3 player. I've been wondering if there is an upgrade or hack that will, if you will, to alter the MyLink systems. Oh, Vista is what is supported by GM on their service department's tools. So people at GM are on Windows Vista. Yes. Oh, God. They probably got like a, a 4 by 3 aspect ratio Dell monitor with a Dell computer with a with a late generation Pentium processor or maybe even a Core 2 Duo. And and they're they're building cars. What the? Uh, the, the world of auto manufacturers is a world of dinosaurs. It's it's so outdated. There's no... The only car company that people seem to... It it's blows people's minds that it's actually up to date with current times is Tesla. That's it. Because the touchscreen's good. Like it should be in most cars, but it's just... It's good. And and it blows people's minds because it's this amazing display. And it's just... The car feels modern. You go pay a hundred... Have you ever seen one in... Like, have you ever sat in sat one or in anything Tesla. like that? Yeah, I've sat at Tesla. I haven't. The, uh... Just go to a Tesla dealership. I should. Yeah. Oh, they're cool. The I haven't sat in the Model Three yet. That'd be cool. But I would go test drive a Tesla. That'd be fun. I've I've test driven the Chevy Volt, which I've talked about on the podcast. Why not do it with the premium electric car, that, the most premium you can buy, anyways? The question is, do you test drive a Model Three, the slightly more affordable and attainable version, or Model S, or Model X, even if you want an SUV? I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe one. I'll have to take a look. I know I said this. I'm impressed. I just want to say, uh, knock on wood. I don't, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this because my luck, something bad is going to happen. But my car has almost made it another year. It's impressive. And I didn't think it was going to. But so far, there are no issues. 
outside of the one transmission fluid issue, which I had, which was stupid and I don't want to talk about. Just fill it up. That's about it. Didn't flush it. Didn't know. Anyways, moving, moving from that. Didn't flush it. The the system needed to be flushed. Oh, you, I mean, if you have a leak of some kind or you go through the fluid, you should just top it up. But if you have some other problem, I don't know what the problem was, but Um, you should have to flush it. But we'll have to see because if this new job picks up, I want something that I can spend some good time in. I want a nice, comfortable vehicle. Yeah. Can't blame you. Hmm. And and you, do you know if what you're going to do with the car now? Are you going to donate it to some kidney it's research? probably thing? still going to be donated. Yeah. It just sense. seems easier. I'm not going to make... I'd make some money off of it, but I'm... A little bit. Used market value of your car, in my estimation, on what's on Gajiji. How many? It's like 300... 315. 315. Probably worth about $1,700, I would say. And that's not like, that's wait a little bit and find the right person to sell it to. But, yeah. And that's with like a clean ish bill of health, like no check engine lights on. Well, yes. When the time comes, I will weigh my options accordingly and go from there. But as it stands, it still works surprisingly well and the the last time when I went in and said hey everything seemed good they mentioned the small little cosmetic issues that I know it has and those don't hurt the car's performance no so luckily it is what it is I had to change the I just thank god I was so nervous and it didn't make sense when I got that driver job working you know driving around people like they have to give me their own vehicle. Mm-hmm. They can't trust the vehicle of mm-hmm. an employee, and that doesn't make me an employee. Oh, I'm glad that I didn't have to drive my vehicle around. Yeah. I wouldn't want that either. I had to replace the oxygen sensor in my also Ford Fusion. Oh, what? how, how did all that go? Since I'm, my I, bloodline is partially to Do blame. I rat your dad out on the podcast? I've already explained it to you, basically. Anyways... I, I tried, tried to tow something with a hybrid that's not supposed to tow anything, and it was too heavy, and it brought out a symptom that my car had, because when I got the car, it already had an oxygen sensor issue, and on most cars, you can kind of just ignore that check engine light for a long time, and it's not a problem, but it may become a problem in the future where the engine will just cut out, because the sensor doesn't know what's going on for the, I guess, the fuel and air ratio mix or whatever. So, I had that problem after towing a trailer. And I was just driving at like 80 kilometers an hour down a country road, and it just shut off. And I had to pull over to the side of the road, turn the car back on. So I decided to get it fixed. That was expensive. Ford charged me like $440, some of that. But at least my car won't die in the middle of the road. That's true. That's, that's a good thing. I think you're supposed to get better fuel economy, too, although I haven't really noticed much of a difference. Yeah. It's an expensive part, but it's a, it's a fairly common thing to go... Tila replaced hers in the Pontiac G5. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through with that. I think my dad was just trying to be a third party. I'm glad I got the trailer still. It's good. But now you... I mean, you're looking for a truck, but now you technically can't tow it. You're not supposed to. Tow what? The trailer. Oh, yeah, with my car? No. It doesn't matter. I don't have to. It's at my house. I can rebuild it now. It's going to take me a while. Like, seeing as I'm renovating a house and unpacking stuff still, it's probably a good month at the very minimum before I even touch a single thing on that trailer. So it's just going to sit there. It's fine. And how many days do you think it'll be till you're back up and running with your computer? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Because it, it is all set up now. Oh, that's good. It's just not like I don't want to sit down at my desk because there's a bunch of shit around it, but but yeah. I'm going to be a productive member of DH Media again <laughs> and of a podcast. Still Weddings to edit. Still podcasts at it. I know. It's been good. Although I've noticed, and it's a good thing. This is just an advertisement, but I, uh, last year at this time, editing on Final Cut, it would take forever to sync the audio. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about how long it used to take. Now that it doesn't, one would think, hmm, probably saves a lot of time. And it does. But then I'm like, hmm. I'm going to properly color correct absolutely everything here. Yes. 
And then I'm going to put it in Audition and I'm going to do a proper sound edit too. So although I still save time, which is good. You use it to create a better product. I do create a better product and I still come out ahead. I got one video left. It's like humble brag. Things improve over time. It's good. Got one one video left and then one wedding photo set to edit. Not bad. (sighs) I don't even know how many weddings I have left. You should have two. That's it? That's good. I can handle two. Two, yeah. Two sounds right. Ugh. I think I'm tired at this point, so... I know. <laughs> it's probably a good time to wrap her up. Of course. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be back. And... We gotta have- find a way to actively get more guests on. Yeah. We have a guest coming up. So stay tuned for that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Not the next episode, but probably the one well, we after. We could that. have somebody could. in the next episode. We we just if, we, if we find somebody. We technically did have a guest, except she was silent. Wow. Didn't even look. Hmm? Didn't even look. Okay. Well, I think everybody, I think it's time to say have a good night. So long, farewell. Goodbye. Signing off.